Hi there. How's Didn't it going? see you there. Hi. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I just popped up from underneath the table. Had no idea why these microphones were here. Uh, well, welcome to episode 30, 30, no, 40, 47. 47? 47. We made it. Episode 47. I, I always do that high voice thing. We made it. You do. We you made it. do. I should try it. Invert it. We made it. We made it. Okay, stop. Please. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> that should not go in the recording. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, it, it's been nice here in Alabama, nice and balmy weather. It, there's, there's been some rain, which is kind of, kind of stinks, but it's, it's been a good conference so far, you know? Uh, it was a, <laughs> it was quite a long drive, you know, kind I of came a along trip. with him, but, uh, no, I mean, we're Skyping in. Oh from, yeah. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, that's not what's happening. Actually, <laughs> we're still at our dining room table. Um, but we decided to record an episode early so that you guys could have more of us. Because we know you need your dose of broccolo. You need it. I don't blame you. I need my dose of broccolo and I am a broccolo. So (laughs) take your broccolo. (laughs) Take two and call me in the morning. We're really awkward on Sundays, I guess. I guess so. (laughs) But yeah. So it hasn't been that long from, since our last episode, but what's been going on? How are you doing? When did we record that? That was Thursday, Thursday. Night. Okay. Yeah. So Normal Friday schedule. and Saturday has uh-huh. happened since then. It has. Which is, it Pretty was fun. Cool. Yeah. It's Friday, been, it's been real we nice, just, actually. Uh, what did we do on Friday? Well, we, we hung out at home and then we went and hung out with the Medinas yeah. and met little baby Catherine. Oh, my goodness. So cute. So chunky cute. Um, the kids played, which was super cute mm-hmm. too. Oh my gosh, watching my best friend's daughter play with our son is just like oh, mm, planning I love this their wedding in your head. Well, no, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know anything about weddings. Uh, it was just super cute. Sorry, <laughs> Ollie, you're gonna kill me. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you pulled us out of the archives years from now. In our old computer. No, actually, it's floating around on the internet. Sorry, dude. Yep. Sorry. It's in the cloud. It's your, me and your mom, we just have these weird thoughts. <laughs> but I mean, hey, get together with friends. It's best, right? Uh, yeah, we are awkward on Sundays. Um, <laughs> and then Saturday, we hung out at home in the backyard. We drug mm-hmm. out the pool and... The kids swam and ran around and yeah. we had a picnic outside in the backyard and... It was awesome. It was Drink like three margaritas. or four hours outside. Yeah, it was amazing. It was pretty sweet. Did a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. Hung out, listened to music, played in the pool. I smoked it a cigar. Awesome. It was nice. You did. You did. And you made us margaritas, and it was awesome. You did. They were delicious. And then we went- Glad you say that. And hung out with the Bridgewaters. Yeah. At, what was it called? Brewery. Two Wheel. Two Wheel Brewery, that's right, in Buda. Fun that times. Was fun. Yeah. They had some good beers. Mm-hmm. I they like did. it. It was good. Had a pale ale. And they and had a food truck that was a bus, yeah. which Ollie was obsessed he with. He loved it. <laughs> he loved it. He was sad when it had to leave. Yeah. But, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. <laughs> You're sad when things that you love leave you. Yeah. 
Like you're leaving me tomorrow. What? No, morning. I'm not leaving you, but I'm coming you're leaving back. Leaving me for a week. The bus is never coming back. I'm just kidding. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So it's gonna be fun times. Um, going to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm. I, yeah. I don't know how I feel about any of it. We'll just. We'll see. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to go. I think it's, it's supposed gonna to be, be cooler there than here. Yes, but the uh, the reason I had said that earlier, I checked the forecast and it is supposed to be raining like the entire time we're there. So, like sixty oh, percent yeah. chance of rain Tuesday through Friday. So that's gonna be fun. And then our twelve hour road trip. Either way. That's going to be fun, too. <laughs> but no, I think it'll be cool just like hanging out with coworkers and uh, people on staff that I will just say I have not spent very much time with. Hint, hint, not saying anything because I don't want to give anything away. So uh, that'll be cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> that'll, be, like, that'll be cool. Or I'll just pull out my 3DS or my Switch and just play video games the whole time. You never know. everyone. Yeah, probably. That's you know, let's be honest, that's probably what's gonna end up happening. No. I'm just don't kidding. Let that happen. That's not gonna happen. No, every I'm it's actually how I think this is gonna go, and I don't think anyone who's going on this trip listens to this podcast, so it's okay. Oh wait, but this isn't coming out till afterwards, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Honestly, this is me being self conscious. I'm assuming that as soon as I pull out my three DS or switch, like someone's gonna make fun of me for playing video games. So that's just that's just what I'm expecting. So How that's probably going to hold none off. None of them have something like that. You know, I don't. I don't know. But then when I start talking to them about the video game that I'm currently playing, which is a Shin Megami Tensei game, then I might um, I might be anathema for the rest of the trip. Cause, You'll go full nerd. Yeah. Well, also, also because those games just have uh, kind of dark themes. Mm. So, um, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll just yeah. play Mario Odyssey on Switch. Cat plays video games. Her she kids, does? her kids are in video games. I know her kids games. are way into it. Yeah, yeah. But that I'm sure she knows she about some. Yeah, she's got stuff. Zelda ringtones on her phone, which are super <laughs> cool. Because um, they go off during meetings sometimes. It's just like, da na na na. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyways, that none of that matters at all. <laughs> I'm actually surprised at how much small talk we're able to pull off. After only two days of not recording. So that's pretty cool. So what are we talking about? Did we decide on what, what are we're we talking, talking about, about today? Uh, I thought you knew. Um, no, we <laughs> wanted to talk about ourselves. Yay. Because we figured it'd be easy. No, it actually. It would be easy, um, but yeah. Well, we just thought it'd be nice for y'all to get to know us more yeah. and tell our story. I don't, did we decide on whether we were like explaining on how we got together or were we going to tell our testimonies? Yeah, we're going to do our testimonies. Oh, testimonies. Let's start there. Okay. If it's like super short and we don't have anything to say, then maybe we'll roll into our embarrassing how we got together story, <laughs> which I'm sure everyone wants to know. <laughs> how did these two well, weirdos find each other? Especially because you said embarrassing, so I'm sure Uh-oh. now people want to know. Edit it out in post. <laughs> um, I'll just bleep it out. Like it'll be a bad our story. Our for who story? Oh yeah. Well, very embarrassing for me. But oh, I just <laughs> gave it away. Oh no. Um, yeah, yeah. We just figured forty-seven episodes in, we haven't really talked about you know the podcast. Obviously, so talk to me. It's for us to talk to each other. It's um, you know, just about communication in general. 
Uh, and we already know each other, right? <laughs> We've been married for a little while, but you guys don't I know, know each who other we pretty are. well. Some of you might. You don't know. know me. You've only seen me naked. Whoa, that was an office reference, by the way, guys. <laughs> uh, whoa, <laughs> totally <laughs> threw you off. Can't think. Now you're thinking about uh, me naked. Whoa, and can't think about whoa, anything else. Whoa, okay, all of this is just gone. <laughs> Not gonna be here. We're gonna have to explicit tag this podcast uh, or this episode. Um. No, so yeah, we just figured that you guys might want to meet the people behind the microphone a little bit, and we figured it'd be yeah something simple to to kind of talk about because uh, it's not necessarily tied to uh, anything that's going on in the world at large, like we usually try to talk about. Um, it's not about an article that we find right. dumb or illuminating. <laughs> it's not about a book I'm reading. It's not about the Bible. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is about the Bible. So, somewhat. With that, Samantha Broccolo, who are you? Who am I? I really want to know. Well, I grew up here, was born in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, With your horse, your pair of boots, your chaps. Tumbleweeds never, never owned a horse. Never owned any chaps. Definitely had cowboy boots or cowgirl groups, boots, whatever you want to say, mm. growing up. And a hat. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Cowboy hat. And a pretty thick accent when I was a little girl, That's but true. sort of grew out of that. Um, and I grew up with my, uh, well, my mom, single woman. Um, didn't know my dad. Uh, grew up living with my grandparents for the most part. Me and my mom lived with my grandparents and grew up here in South Austin. Uh, for, I don't know if I've mentioned, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on the podcast, but my, my mom passed away a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, but my grandparents are still around and they are amazing people. Yes, they are. Love, love, love them very, very much. Um, and yeah, we we went to a Lutheran church when I was younger. Um, and I don't really remember much about it except that I hated going to Sunday school and always wanted to sit in the service with my mom. Uh, so I knew the name God. Um. And I knew that we would pray to him. That's kind of it, though. Like, I, mm-hmm. my, I don't know. I kind of just, I feel like my family just went because that's what you did. Okay. We're, we're Southern. You just <laughs> go to, you just go to church on Sunday morning. Um, And then I was really young, so I don't really remember exactly what happened, like, if my family just had a fallout with someone in the church or I knew that the church got a new pastor. So maybe they just didn't like him or something, but we just stopped going. Okay. Um, and I think I was probably about seven, maybe eight when that happened. Okay. Pretty young. Um, and didn't go to another church until goodness. I think I was in 
Well, I was in middle school. I would help out with like VBS sometimes because my mom was still sort of involved with the singles ministry that they had going. So we would go sometimes. We wouldn't go on Sunday mornings all the time, but um, we would just go to like, I would go with her to some events. Um, But I I don't remember my family ever really having a great relationship with the Lord. It was, yeah, it, it wasn't really something that they ever really made a practice of, you okay. know, that I can think, like there wasn't any sort of like family worship or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't, I don't remember even praying before meals. Um, but then when I was in high school, I was invited to um, a friend's church. A friend invited me there, and it was fun. Like very, very okay. Super, super charismatic, you guys. Like, mm-hmm. like they actually lifted their hands in worship. Way more charismatic know, than kidding. that. Like speaking in <laughs> tongues and prophesying and yeah stuff were they, like that. were they laughing do they do that like yeah like fall down writhing on the floor okay. type of stuff okay. slain in the spirit that kind of thing um so it was fun <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> there, i mean that as a teenager that that could be fun yeah i mean i i honestly didn't really know any different yeah. like I mean, obviously, we didn't do that at the Lutheran church, but <laughs> but like, pretty sure Martin Luther did that <laughs> when he preached. He would fall down sometimes, bark like a dog. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Like, I, I did, I did feel uncomfortable with like the speaking in tongues and like laying on the floor stuff. Um, but I really enjoyed. So I've I've always been into singing and music. That's always been a passion of mine, and that's something that they really focused on at this church. Was like was just music. Like they had a music school there at the church. Um, and so the 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 worship music was really great, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, and the the youth ministry was was a lot of fun. Um. So I don't remember how long I was going there before um, before I left. <laughs> Funny story. Um, actually, my I invited my mom there once with me. Uh, and after that, she was like, you're not going there anymore. Oh, dang. It's a cult. You're not going. Whoa. Yeah. And I was so upset, like super, super upset. Yeah. Did Had you like made friends there? Oh, yeah. 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 Made friends there and was getting in, involved and just, yeah, like, and I still to this day don't know if, if I was actually saved at that church or not because I had this really emotional experience one night mm-hmm during uh like the the youth ministry meeting uh or gathering whatever you call it um and i just like felt really moved like felt really convicted of my sin um and was just you know in tears 
over just God being my heavenly father and yeah. like realizing that. Because uh, growing up without a father, like that was always something that weighed pretty heavily on me, um, feeling like I was fatherless, you know. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't want to say that that wasn't the time that like God brought me to faith, but I don't know for sure if it was Mm -hmm. because I didn't really I didn't see much fruit after that if that makes sense yeah um and it what huh did you know that if you don't know the exact second that you were saved that you're probably not really saved oh my goodness gracious I'm just kidding I think we've talked about that (laughs) anyways altar our altar call episode um anyways (laughs) throwing me off sorry (laughs) Sorry. What was I saying? Uh, yeah, just not sure if that was the exact day or not because um, I wasn't seeing much fruit after that. And I I stopped going because my mom really wanted me to stop. Um, and it was probably a year later. Like I just wasn't, I didn't, I didn't start going to any other church. I wasn't, um, I really wasn't walking with the Lord at all. Um or not choosing to anyways. And probably like a year later, it was the summer going into my senior year of high school. Another friend invited me to her church, which was the church that I met you at. Hey, <laughs> um, and yeah, I just, I started going more frequently and I, I loved it. And I, I remember one day just sitting in my living room and I just like broke down, mm-hmm. like just just completely heartbroken over how I had been just disobedient um, and not like not even wanting to, to walk with the Lord. Um, and so from then on, I had a fire in my belly or got a fire put under my butt, however you want to call it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just got really involved. I started, um, I was in the on the worship team and on leadership in the youth group. And yeah, that's where I met you. And then I guess after you tell your testimony, we'll pick up after we met each other (laughs) nice nice um yeah so gosh well i mean i guess i'll start at the beginning right because i could pick up from you know when when we started going to that church but um so a little bit of background i am the second of five kids my parents had all five of us we were all homeschooled growing up that's through um, elementary through high school so all of all of that before uh, we started going to college. It was all at home. (laughs) Um, And you can imagine with five of us that um, not only were we the weird family, but uh, we were, we were all each other's friends and like we all disliked each other because (laughs) we were just around each other all the time. Uh, No, but it's awesome. Uh, My family is awesome. I love each and every one of them. They are amazing. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, one of five homeschooled. Um, my parents were Christians, and they raised us in a quote unquote Christian household. So um, like you, I mean, I was I knew about God from a really early age. Like it wasn't. Um, there was never a time in my life where I thought I didn't think that God existed. Mm-hmm. You know, just just to be honest, like. I, I can't remember. Obviously, I've had my doubts through my life, but never seriously believed that God was not there. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was my parents taught me that, that God was there. They taught me, you know, consequences of my actions and things like that, that has always um, stuck with me, obviously, but then I've learned experientially since then, right? Mm-hmm. So, um being homeschooled, my dad was the one who taught us, and we did have like a Bible class every week. So that was primarily how um, he taught us the Bible, how we learned from my parents. We didn't necessarily do any kind of family worship, per se. Um, my dad, especially when, when I was younger, he would always be listening to something, whether it, whether it was the radio, whether it was conservative talk radio <laughs> or whether it was like a series of lectures or sermons on different things. Um, and my dad, you have to, you have to, I'm, I've mentioned it before. He's kind of a reformed hippie and <laughs> I don't mean reformed in the sense of like, uh, in the sense of like Calvinistic, although he is now. Um, I just mean like he was a hippie. He still has long hair, <laughs> you know, um, in, in college he was into drugs um, he was into the psychedelic avant-garde music, mm. you know, was never into pop music, always into the, the weird stuff, the jazz fusion stuff, the jazz, all that, all that fun stuff. Um, and so you, you have to realize who he, he's just a rebel at heart, man. <laughs> um, I think half the reason he homeschooled us was just because it was not cool. Uh, <laughs> and so he's like, no, that's what I'm going to do. Um, no, but he he's actually really convicted that he wanted to lead his family, that the parents should be involved in the the education of their children. I think we talked about that yeah. on, a, on a previous <laughs> episode of the podcast. And so the way that he saw that was to, to actually uh, homeschool us all. So um, where was I going with that? Oh, so he'd always have programs on, uh, even if they were weird, like in retrospect, like weird teaching on revelation or weird things. Because um, my dad's views on things have changed over the, you know, over the 30 years, years I've been alive, <laughs> um, which I mean, probably happens to everyone, right? That's <laughs> not a bad thing. It's, it's a good thing to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a pretty, it was a pretty strong Christian household. Um, the, my parents made it a point to teach us the truths of scripture. Again, even if it wasn't like specific family worship time, like they made sure that we, Going to church on Sunday was a given. Mm-hmm. Like it was never a sleep in day. There was not the option of not going to church. Like Sunday mornings was when you go to church. That's mm-hmm. just, that's what you do. Um, and on top of that, my, my parents were, I mean, they are devout Christians. And they were know, really so. involved in church too. Um, so I don't know what it looked like when I was really young in the churches that we went to, because I was really young and I didn't, you know, I didn't know much, uh, like I didn't take notice of that. I just know that my parents dropped me off at different ones. Um, yeah, the church that we met at, I started going to when we were probably, I was probably 
probably like eight or nine, something like that. So I was still pretty young going to the Sunday school there, the, uh, not, not the children's church, but the, you know, the Sunday school. And, um, so yeah, we had gone to other churches before that, but it was primarily, you know, like the children's church programs where mm-hmm. I was put in a room with a bunch of kids. We played with toys. We learned a Bible lesson. We colored, you know, right. stuff like that. I cheated and, and told them memory verses that I found from old slips of like last week's curriculum in the corner <laughs> of the room. Uh, so I had it memorized for all of like five seconds <laughs> and then I got my toy because I had it memorized. Loser. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's fun. I've, I've always been a mischievous kid. <laughs> my kids are uh, probably going to pick up that gene if they haven't already. <laughs> you can already start to see kind of methodical. Um, so that, so growing up in church, um, it's like you. And the reason that I made that comment about, uh, not knowing (laughs) the very second when you were saved means you're not saved Mm -hmm. is because I don't know. Um, there have been growing up as a kid, um, because I felt very strongly the consequence of, of like disobeying authority if Mm -hmm. that makes sense like i'm very much i i i think i'm wired to be a people pleaser and so i saw the authority in my life which primarily was my parents because my dad was also my teacher Mm -hmm. and he was my dad and you know so whatever they said go Mm -hmm. goes whatever mom and dad says goes yeah is that (laughs) grammatically correct uh sorry my parents didn't teach me well just kidding Uh, i wasn't listening um so they, yeah, I've always had a very strong sense of like duty or right and wrong, I guess, even in my rebellion phase, because, you know, we're teenagers, everyone mm-hmm. rebels, right? Um, so, I mean, I, I definitely went through that as well, but I've always, like, I, I've never understood how someone can ignore their conscience, like, even when you go against it, obviously, because we're sinners, but like, it, it just like racks me with guilt. So, um, that whole idea of guilt brought me to, and, and my parents taught me to pray as well. We would always, I'm pretty sure we would pray before meals all the time. I'm pretty sure. I don't quite remember, but my parents would definitely, you know, before we went to bed, they would pray with us. So I knew uh, how to pray, you know, I had prayed before. And so when I was young, these two things, the reason that I'm saying this is because I felt strongly guilt and I did not want to go to hell. And so there were multiple times just growing up when I was a kid that I knew like Jesus could save me from hell. Mm-hmm. So I would ask Jesus, you know, like whatever I had heard to come into my heart, you know, to that I accept you as savior. Um, please save me from hell, you know, because I knew that because of what I, I had done, I deserved it. Um, and I And I wanted Jesus to save me. So whether or not times, because again, I, I mean, more than I could count on my hands, I had done that as a kid mm-hmm. in, in just like a personal prayer time. I, I was a pretty personal kid also. I wasn't um, like, uh, I, uh, how do shy. I put this? Yeah, shy. And so like very introverted, personal things like, yeah. yeah, yeah, introvert. There you go. So things like that, I didn't necessarily um, talk about with other people, probably until I got to high school. Um, and that's when, 
the the high school kind of program at that church um the the youth ministry the our youth pastor in general was very intentional about uh knowing each of the each of the kids that went for good and for bad because he was super invested in the ministry um which was great i benefited a lot from it um but you know sometimes you can get too invested in your work and that and can, your family can suffer yeah that can backfire so mm-hmm. um but i i am indebted to him for for teaching me a lot of things back in high school and really having those personal conversations um and being that family that had you know five kids we were homeschooled um and so we were all you know weird and we we were all you know the quote unquote smart kids because my dad just did a good job at teaching us individually and teaching us the Bible and things like that. So especially in, in the church context, like we knew Bible. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, kind of like a, not necessarily teacher's pet, but kind of, cause I wouldn't say that we sucked up to anyone, but we just kind of knew this stuff. Yeah. And so like, you know, we were the smart kids. Right. Um, but then my, my youth pastor was really intentional about making it personal, like making my walk with Christ personal. And, and so, yeah, I, I learned so much from him um, because he would have those personal conversations that for, for whatever reasons my parents weren't, didn't have with me a lot. You know, they were more like teaching me the truth of scripture. Mm-hmm. So I got it, I got it looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I got that knowledge uh, from both places. I got a deep knowledge of scripture from my parents and then an experiential knowledge from my youth pastor. Um, so both of those were absolutely pivotal in my spiritual formation, um, even if I, you know, preferred one over the other when I was a kid. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily have to go into that, but... Um, so the moment of my salvation, I'm not, I, I can't, I can't really pinpoint it because yeah. I had those different moments where I asked Jesus into my life um, so that I could get out of hell. There, there is one particular moment. I was 12 and it, we were having a youth event where we were bringing in this group um, to, to do, a, to do their, to have like an outreach night, mm-hmm. you know? I specifically remember, you know, in the weeks leading up to it, just our youth group asking everyone to pray for it. And I remember praying. So I had like some form of personal devotion um, where I would pray. And I remember praying that, you know, God would would do a work and that he would save people and things like that. Um, So it's kind of funny, but that at that outreach event is when emotionally I had a very strong connection with God. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was, and that church, like you said, uh, well, no, 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 actually you were talking about another church, but that church um, all through high school, you know, dramatic teenagers, right? But the church in general was a little more charismatic than I um, would would necessarily be a part of now, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Didn't necessarily have the, the type of discernment of things. Um, not, I was a, teenager um so so there were things there are things that i could critique about the church again huge part of my spiritual formation Mm -hmm. so i don't mean to put them down at all um but it was it leaned a little bit more charismatic and the group that they brought in would was pretty emotional in their presentation of the gospel and getting and getting people to 
to believe. Um, but I I generally credit that night with the the moment of my salvation simply because I remember uh, it was very emotional in their presentation, in my acceptance. Um, but I remember that night just going home and, you know, that, like I said, there were five of us. We had, we lived in like a three bedroom house. Um, you know, my parents kind of scraped by in order to, to provide for us kids. Um, yeah. so, so it was like all three of us guys in one room and the, uh, my two sisters in the other room. So I remember being in my bunk bed and just praying. And for the first time in my life, it actually felt like someone was listening when mm-hmm. I was praying. And so because of that emotional connection, I was 12 years old. That's generally when I say was the moment of conversion for me. Mm. In all honesty, it probably wasn't, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> because I remember praying specifically for that night. So I yeah. had some sort of relationship with God mm-hmm. before that. Um, but that is when it really felt like my mm-hmm. affections were really changed for the Lord. Um, and it wasn't just out of duty. It wasn't out of because this is the way you're supposed to do it. But it's actually like, wow, I feel like I am talking with God. I'm mm-hmm. having a conversation with someone who loves me. Right. Um, so for better or worse, that's kind of when I peg it um, at 12 years old. Uh, and then we were at that church until, well, until right before we got married, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. went through the youth group at that church and. And like I said, learned a lot about um, just experiencing or experiential knowledge about the Lord, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Okay, I think I've rambled enough. Is that, are there any other bullet points that I should hit? Is it primarily about conversion? Okay. I wasn't sure how you wanted to frame this entire Mm -hmm. conversation, Um, but that's just kind of my spiritual journey. So I say, you know, come get to know us. This is like purely talking about the spiritual, our spiritual journey. Mm Mm-hmm. Gosh, I sound like a millennial. Our spiritual <laughs> journey. Uh, but I just, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, so do we want to jump into our how we got together story? I don't know. Do you want to? And how, where do we want to start? Do we want to start from where we met and the journey from there? Or... Yeah, let's let's just go ahead. I think I don't think it'll take too long. No, probably not. I think I can I can sum it up faster. <laughs> I talk. Well, you um, put a microphone in front of me and I talk. Okay, so I started going to the church with you. How old was I? I guess I was seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. So uh, just sorry, even before you start there, um, a lot of the youth in that church, it was a small church. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the youth in that church went to a particular high school. Where, where I know, went. There were yeah. like, there were maybe like two or three high schools, but yeah. the majority of kids went to yeah. a particular high school. And a lot of the girls were in choir with me. Yes. So I was pretty close with a lot of them. So there were different events that had happened pretty much throughout high school that we had attended, you know. Yeah, we, had, we, had, yeah, we had met before yeah. I had started going to the church. Right, exactly. So there was but, even, there was like a see you at the pole mm-hmm. that I remember playing at, um, you know, going to a different, I, I was homeschooled, going to a high school and playing music. And mm-hmm. I remember you gave your testimony there. Um, 
so yeah we had known about like we had met yeah like mm-hmm. you said met before but you started attending the church yeah i'm done sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, started t- attending the church my senior year of high school, which was also your senior year of high school, but you're homeschooled. Um, and <laughs> got my GED. <laughs> Ooh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. This, yeah, this story has a lot of weird twists and turns. So stay with us. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um. <laughs> so my best friend. At the time, uh, oh yeah, this is part of the story. <laughs> was uh, was also on the worship team and like in leadership on in the youth group, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we, you had a crush on her, and she had a crush on you. Mm-hmm. All liked each other, and um, I, when I started going, actually started talking to your brother, mm-hmm. <laughs> your older brother. <laughs> Yep. Um, and so we were sort of in, in talks of starting a relationship after I got out of high school, but we would hang out sometimes. And uh, <laughs> this is just such a weird part of the story. So you liked my best friend and I liked your brother. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. And <laughs> Weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then I won't go into details but some stuff happened to where your brother and I were not going to be together mm-hmm. and um, then I had a crush on one of your best friends mm-hmm. uh, which that also went nowhere so mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> well funny thing too is that before we knew each other my best friend in high school apparently you had a crush on him at some point as well oh maybe when so we were in funny. like kindergarten oh okay okay that was much <laughs> it, it's just funny how like close we were to each other without knowing yeah we grew up in know? the same neighborhood yeah but, like didn't know didn't know each other yeah. we had the same friends and yeah we're weird because we liked each other's best friends. Yeah. <laughs> How we ended up, well, I mean, you'll hear, but yes, yeah. weird. So anyways, um, yeah. So we graduated high school and started uh, attending the college group together, which, I mean, we were already pretty close. We were, we were pretty close friends before then because we were on the worship team together mm-hmm. and were on, you know, prayer team, whatever, we had our accountability nights and stuff. Um, so we were pretty close, just like the four of us, the like our team, or how many of us were there? Five? On what, the worship One, team? Two, three, four, five, six? Yeah, something like that. The six of us were all pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I just, I remember just always being really comfortable around you and just felt like I could talk to you about anything felt really safe like just like i mean i thought you were attractive but i never had like yeah i didn't have a crush on you or anything we're just really good friends yeah um and then that's how i felt about you too (laughs) and then uh and then after yeah after we graduated um we started going to ACC together and we were actually majoring the same thing and most of our classes were up in North Austin. 
Um, which if you've never lived in Texas or never lived in Austin, it's a big city. Yeah. And Texas is a huge state. <laughs> so um, driving takes a while to get anywhere. Yeah. So just for just for perspective, if there was no traffic, it would take 30 minutes to get from South Austin to North Austin. Right. But often because of the classes that you take, you are hitting traffic when you. So it would back. take so like an take, hour. Yeah. 45 yeah. minutes to an hour. Um, in order to to drive back yeah. from school, yeah. So we would carpool just because that was we decided that was just easier yeah. for us. We we had the same major. ACC is the community college, Austin yeah. Community College, and we uh, decided to we had the same major, so we decided to sync up our class schedules. Mm-hmm. Just take the same classes that way we could drive together and have the same schedule. Yeah, and save know? on gas. Yeah, yeah. Um, Great idea. Do that with your best friend who's also of the opposite sex. gender. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great idea, guys. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, one thing led to another. We were just spending pretty much 24-7 together. We were, we became each other's best friends mm-hmm. and um, just ended up liking each other yeah. from there just because we were spending so much time together and we both love the Lord and it just, it's kind of just natural, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, what happens. Basically. <laughs> Plus you're super attractive. So like, <laughs> yeah, that didn't hurt. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. Excuse me. Um, so yeah. So it, uh, in, well, no, I mean, I guess, no, just, it's, since we're going there anyway, um, the youth group that we were a part of, I don't know if I'd explained this on a previous podcast, but they were very um, big on uh, like the importance or the, how do I put this? Yeah, I guess, I guess just the importance of like, I guess stating goodbye was a big book in the group i'll just yeah, say that it yeah. was that kind of atmosphere exactly but it wasn't out of like oh dating is sinful but it was out of where's your focus and uh, and it was frankly the church was in an area that was kind of like lower middle class yeah and so like a lot of like the high school that you went to had a daycare mm-hmm. right yeah so so a lot of youth would end up pregnant mm-hmm. you know and so so it was like a big focus on like on where where is your focus is it on this relationship that you're a part of or is it on christ yeah and um on top of that um for for the leadership within the youth group there was this uh, this idea of like um that dating is the first step to marriage right the end goal of a dating relationship is marriage and so why would you start on that path if you're not ready to get married you know, mm-hmm. there was a big, there was a strong sense of like uh, masculinity and femininity. Uh, there, there, at least there, we went through a teaching series. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was there, and so it was like, um, gosh, where was I going with that? There was a rule within the leadership that you you weren't allowed to date. It, right. If you were on leadership within the youth group, yeah. right? I'm just trying to kind of preface it by like, it's not that they said that dating was bad, just that like, especially as a man. Um, part of the, part of the reason, part of the, like the criteria for getting married, um, at least from what they taught was like, I need to be able to protect and provide for my wife. And so as a 16 year old kid, like if I can't, if I don't even have the prospects to begin 
protecting and or providing for a wife. Why would I invest so heavily into a relationship with a girl? Mm -hmm. um, so like we talked about earlier, I had a crush on this this girl. She had a crush on me through like most of high school. Mm -hmm. And we would sit down and have conversations yeah. about it. And, and she was in a grade younger than us. So when mm -hmm. we graduated, moved on to the college ministry and started spending so much time with each other, we also weren't spending as much time with her. Right. So that relationship just sort of grew apart. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and we would, I mean, like I said, we would have multiple conversations about, like, we both know that this is not, like, we're not going to start a relationship. Like, we can acknowledge to each other's faces that, yes, we do like each other, but we're not going to start a relationship because of, you know, because of what we're being, because we believe what, we, what we're being taught. Like, it wouldn't be beneficial for either of us. So, okay, even, you're talking about you and that other girl. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, anyways, that was, that was my preface. preface. So, going into uh, college and being with this beautiful young woman who loved the things that I loved, loved Jesus. Um, and, you know, enjoyed music, wanted to pursue music. Uh, and obviously, like spending so much time together, we would talk about the future. Mm -hmm. We would talk about, you know, our plans and like what, what we were, where we were thinking God was calling us and mm -hmm. things like that. So we, yeah, we became super close over yeah. the course of the year that we were, mm -hmm. that we were spending tons of time with each other. Yeah. And if, if you know me, you probably know this about me. But I am a bit more outspoken than my husband is. <laughs> yes. Um, Very much so. <laughs> and so while we were spending so much time together, you know, I grew to have uh, feelings for him. And I didn't really know what to do about it. Because we were we were like best friends, and I was so afraid that if I told you about my feelings, that like you, that if you if you didn't reciprocate, then our friendship was going to be lost. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was talking to another friend who we were going to school with that I met at ACC, uh, and I was telling him about my predicament. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And he was like, he obviously likes you. Like, just go tell him about your feelings. Like, I don't know why you're talking to me right now. Like, it's, he obviously has feelings for you. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay. So that day on our way back home from school, you dropped me off and walked me to my door. I was living with my grandparents at the time. You walked me to the door and I was just like, um, so what did I say? I was just like, I don't I, know how to say this. I, so. Oh yeah. So I don't know how to say this, but, um, I, I like you. I have feelings for you. Um, I don't know how you feel, but that's how I feel. So you think about that and get back to me. And then I went inside. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, all that stuff about the guy pursuing the woman. Yeah, no, not the case here. <laughs> um, and like, <laughs> you know, super awkward, kind of funny, but it gets worse. Oh, <laughs> believe me, it gets worse. We'll, 
we'll get there. I'm so embarrassed of young Josh. I <laughs> just like smack him on the back of the head. Um, but you have to realize again that I was coming out of this youth group that had just drilled into me. And again, I believe like I 100% um, went with it. It's not, I don't, I wasn't brainwashed. Okay. <laughs> I, I agreed like, like being in a relationship is, is a huge deal mm-hmm. because like I, that at that point you start considering marriage and like, I don't want to fool around with that. Mm-hmm. Like if, if we're going to start a relationship, then it's got to be serious. And so I was still viewing myself. I was 19. Yeah. You know, I was still viewing myself. Oh, I'm a kid. I'm going to school. You know, I'm living with on my own, you know, outside of my parents' house. I was living with my brother, had an apartment with my brother and a friend and, you know, working, going to school. So like I could, I was taking care of myself, but you know, living off ramen, you know, as, (laughs) as you do as a college kid. Um, but it was, I was still thinking like, I'm nowhere near, you know, where someone would be who, who's ready to get married, you know? So it was not even, yeah, I was spending this time with this attractive young woman who I enjoyed her company, but I had kind of, I know this sounds really weird. I had suppressed that part of me that wanted, that saw attractive women and wanted to be in a relationship with him. I had suppressed that part for so long that that was kind of just my default mm-hmm. of like, I'm not getting into a relationship right now at this point in my life. So I'm not even going to consider it. The only thing I'm thinking is like, this is awesome. Like I'm spending time with her and this is cool. Like mm-hmm. she's such a cool girl and like being able to, yeah. to spend time is awesome. Except that we are pretty much already dating because we right. would go out to eat together. Mm-hmm. We would cuddle in the car in between classes <laughs> would we at that point <laughs> yes <laughs> okay because yeah because we were there all day like literally mm-hmm. morning until evening mm-hmm. so like we would go take a nap just sit in the car and take a nap yep again great idea guys <laughs> I, if i could slap my my younger josh i would because it's just like that's dangerous um but yeah but again i i wasn't like I wasn't equating that with a relationship, which again, I'd slap myself because <laughs> it's stupid. Um, but so I, it wasn't, it was just like, yeah, we're good friends. And I, I was not even thinking that way until you had said that. So <laughs> what happened next? Uh, well, so after I confessed my feelings for you, I think it was, I don't remember how many days had passed. Yeah, I mean, later on that week. Yeah, whatever, whatever something it was. like that. Maybe it was the next day. Maybe it was a couple of days later. I don't remember. But you called me and said that we needed to talk and asked me to meet you at a Starbucks. So we met over there. Never even went inside. We just sat on the curb and talked. Um, and... <laughs> You told me that you liked me. Well, I think I had asked you if you still had feelings for that other girl and you said no. And then you told me that you did have feelings for me mm-hmm. and that you like everything everywhere you went and anything you did like it reminded that you it reminded you of me and that mm-hmm. you saw me everywhere you went and that you like 
can't look into my eyes without I don't know what you said like you you didn't say falling in love but you were just like I can't look into your eyes um I don't know what you said what did you say do you remember I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember I'm sure it was yeah it was I'm sure it was just like I have to look away because it's so captivating or something, something like, like that, that yeah um, and so he's saying all this stuff to me and I'm like so giddy inside like mm-hmm. oh my goodness like he has feelings for me he likes me like we can totally be together and then these words come out of his mouth but we shouldn't be together <laughs> and my heart just like sunk into my stomach I'm just like okay um yeah okay <laughs> kind of <laughs> the exact totally opposite of dumbfounded and had say. no idea what to say <laughs> yeah right right because in my head i'm thinking like this is how i've dealt with this before in the past mm-hmm. is acknowledging feelings and then saying that it now is not the time so that's what i thought i was doing which again in retrospect is just so um there's a way to go about that without giving details <laughs> that just, that doesn't sound like you're professing your love for someone. <laughs> um, that's not what I did. I was just like hard on the sleeve emo kid of just like, yeah, yeah, you're everywhere. You love all the music I love and all these albums and all these songs remind me of you. And um, yeah, I can't look in your eyes. Uh, so, so we need to spend some time apart so we can't, we need to we need to pull back because obviously we're getting too too close or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Exactly. That that was my thought process. And I thought that you shared the same thought process as me. Because everyone everyone thinks that way, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, we decided to take some time off. And then and what not happened? Spend as much time together. Well, and then long story short, um, so actually, yeah. That, well, you that went time, and had you went and talked to some people. Yes, yes. Behind the scenes, I had you know I had made this decision all on my own. Is like this is how we're going to deal with it. Um, but it was, you know, difficult because I did I did like you, mm-hmm. um, and and we probably literally hadn't gone a day without seeing each other for like uh, I mean a couple days for for a long time like we just we always talked or always saw each other and then for like after you said we shouldn't be together it was like we didn't there's no contact yeah 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 Yeah, exactly um so yeah unbeknownst to you i went and talked with a couple people i talked with my dad i talked with a good friend of mine actually who's leading the college ministry at the church at the time um to get some some more perspective um, and it was so funny. I mean, I don't think I've ever told you this, but my dad was basically like, uh, he didn't say it this way, but he was basically like, well, I don't necessarily agree with what you learned in the youth group. So um, yeah, you should be with her. <laughs> like, or kind of just like, you have my blessing. Like mm-hmm. I was never that harsh about relationship, dating relationships in general. So I don't know why you're thinking this way, you know, <laughs> which is funny coming from my dad just because... Um, 
just because I assumed like, oh, if one authority has this view, mm-hmm. has this strict view, then then obviously my parents would as well. Well, and he had told case. you that you weren't supposed to be with that other girl. Right, right. He had said that to my face, that God had told him that, which um, again, I think he, I think he would renounce now. Um, but, but at the time, yeah, that, that's a, that was a whole other emotional, um, emotional thing in Mm -hmm. my, but I'm sure that was like a big shock to you for him to like him to say something like that to you about this other girl. Right. But then now all of a sudden he's like, yeah, go be with this one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like she fits this criteria. She loves the Lord. Obviously you can tell. Um, and you guys do have a lot in common. So like, yeah, there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't. And then my other, the, the other friend that I talked to was very like emphatically just like, dude, get married to her, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> go, like marry, go her. marry her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and he had, he, I want to say he had recently gotten married at least mm-hmm. within the past few years. And so he was all about just like, yeah, you love the Lord, then love her like the Lord, you know, like. Yeah, they had just, just gotten married. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he, he was very emphatic, like, and, and so I would, I would give him my, you know, but this reason why I shouldn't, am I really ready? Am I, you know, all that. And he's like, dude, none of that matter. Like he systematically just kind of like poked holes in my thinking. Um, and so the, both of those conversations really helped me, but I was still kind of trying to like solicit um, other perspectives um, from other, like I guess, spiritual leadership mm-hmm. in my life, or or author- not authority, but like people that I looked up to. Um, but anyways, that time was cut short because you were invited over to my apartment. Um, yeah, I was hanging out with your younger brother. We were close, and uh, he he was going over to your apartment that night to hang out with some other friends. Mm-hmm. Um. And invited me along and I was like, um, well, like, is that okay with Josh? Like, have you checked with him? He was like, yeah, that's, it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. You just come. And I'm like, well, um, let, let me, let me ask him if it's okay first mm-hmm. because we weren't really talking at the time and yeah. I didn't want to just show up. So I remember like, I think. I can't remember if he did or if I did. I think I texted you and said that Davey invited me and I asked you if that was okay. Mm. And you said, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I went over there, we're hanging out. Um, and I don't even remember what movie we're watching. Like we're all sitting and watching, or maybe we were, they were playing video games. I don't know what was going on. No, it was a movie because the movie okay. was clearly over. Okay, I don't remember we what talking. we were watching. It was a stupid movie. I don't remember either. <laughs> I just remember it being a dumb movie and not really being interested. Yeah, we were all sitting watching this movie and you texted me while we're sitting there watching a movie mm-hmm. and you were like, hey, I need to talk to you. Can we go in my room and talk? Um, which in hindsight is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, super sketchy. It's like, why close the door in your room? That's weird. I'm sure it was very weird for everyone else yeah. who was there. <laughs> yeah. But what? we were like just sitting there talking in your room for like three hours yeah. about just basically about how we, f- how we felt about each other mm. and um, just how, you know, the, the the way that you were thinking with yeah. just the youth group and you know how you thought you weren't supposed to date and 
Again, hard on my sleeve emo kid. Yeah, like Just all like this stuff. Everything. Um, and yeah, we were sitting there for three hours talking about all mm-hmm. this stuff. And then you just asked me, you're like, so will you be my girlfriend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, yes. And then, yeah, it was just, it's so awkward. It's so awkward, you mm-hmm. guys. Like, we're in your room with the door closed, alone, talking. I don't even know what's going on in the people, in everyone else's heads. Yeah. That's like in the living room. Yeah. Who saw us go into your room. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we come out of your room and we're holding hands and I just remember them like all like standing right outside the door. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. That's funny. I remember them standing right outside the door and we open it and we're like, so we're dating and they were all just like, it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then over the course of like the next week, we heard that like 50 times. Yeah. Like everyone... Like people in our classes at school and stuff yep. like that were just like, oh, y'all weren't before? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, duh. It was going to happen eventually. Like, when are, when are, When's the wedding? Yeah. Um, so everyone knew before we did that it was inevitable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the rest is history. I mean, I, I don't know if there's anything yeah. more to say. I after mean, that. you proposed a month later. A month and- later. And we yeah. were married eight months after that. So. Mm-hmm. I remember telling my dad, because we went, uh, you went on a trip with us, actually. Um, my brother, my brother's birthday, we went camping, like my entire family. And you came with us. Oh, I went for the day. Okay. Like okay. I didn't stay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So you just came out and visited uh-huh. us. And I remember on that trip telling my dad, like, you were the one. Like I was going to marry you. And I remember my dad being like, whoa, 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 <laughs> slow down. Um, so that I remember, I remember it was kind of funny just because he was so like on board with us getting together and then him being like, okay, okay, let's, let's, let's take it slow, you know? <laughs> but then of course, a couple weeks after that I proposed. Mm-hmm. So, so that was great. And, and my parents, <laughs> um, again super gracious because like for a 19 year old yeah this all made sense uh, i guess i was 20 at the time uh there was i was 20 shortly after the proposal mm-hmm. so uh of course it made sense in my head like oh i knew this girl um we've known so much about each other we'd basically been dating for a year you know mm-hmm. so or at least that portion of like getting to know each other and knowing each other's goals and what we what we enjoy and what we don't enjoy obviously there's still so much more to learn but mm-hmm. like that phase of dating for us was super short because we already knew so much yeah. about each other and we already like were um were spending so much time together. Mm-hmm. Um so that's, you know, that's how I saw it. Um but my parents were obviously a little um a little hesitant like that we were moving so fast and so but again, my parents are just so awesome because <laughs> they didn't express it like okay, you guys, you know, slow down. We need to have an intervention. Mm -hmm. They expressed it like, okay, since you guys are serious about this, let's do premarital counseling together. Mm -hmm. It was 12 weeks, right? Uh, I think that series is 14 weeks. Okay. And I remember we met every other week Mm -hmm. at my parents' house because we were, like, we watched a video. This is John Piper's series on marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And we would watch a video together and talk about it. 
And then on the off week, we were supposed to watch the next video on our own. And then we'd meet the week after that, watch another, like talk about previous week's Mm -hmm. video, watch the new one, and then uh, talk about that as well. And Mm -hmm. that was, that was formative Mm -hmm. in my understanding of marriage. So, I mean, that was absolutely invaluable for us. Oh, yes. Most definitely. Um, And from that, I know that my parents saw that, okay, these guys are actually serious. Like they actually know what they're doing. Um, I think in some ways they were also kind of cautious because they got married really quickly Mm -hmm. as well after they knew each other. Um, so they didn't want, they wanted to make sure that we were committed to each other and Mm -hmm. not just, you know, not just being crazy kids who never really had a, you know, I never really had a girlfriend, you know, we could talk about semantics, but whatever. (laughs) Um, so like, I get it that. But they, yeah, they were, they were awesome. That marriage counseling was awesome yeah. for us. Um, especially to hear from, you know, my parents who've been married for 20 years at that point, over 20 years. So, um, yeah, that's it. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> that's us in a nutshell, our, mm-hmm. our, uh, spiritual formation. And then, um, how we met each other and how we fell yeah. in love. Um, and we've talked about, you know, some of the difficulties that we've had in our marriage as mm-hmm. well. So like, it's not all been great. Obviously right. you guys know that um, if you've been listening for any length of time, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's how God decided to. <laughs> so I have a question. Yeah. How did you come to be a Calvinist? Since the church that we went to was very Arminian. Oh, man. Um, So that would, in a nutshell, it was my dad. Mm -hmm. It was my dad. Um, So That's how I became a Calvinist. Yeah, right. Because we would have Bible studies at your your house mm -hmm. that your dad would lead. Yep. And I remember, um, so so yeah, the church that we were at was not Calvinist. My dad started becoming, he worked there for a little bit. Um, he was the as education, education director. director yeah. I don't even know if it was a paid position or what, if it was just volunteer. Regardless, um, I remember he was he was learning like the tenets of Calvinism or whatever. The friend that I talked about who ran the college ministry became a Calvinist. And when he started teaching Calvinism, it became a point of contention for the church. Um, but my dad was on his side. <laughs> um, so that, I mean, and that's, part of the reason that we left, you know, Mm -hmm. that was part of the, part of the reason that uh, a number of us split was because of these teachings of Calvinism. The, the church was just anti Calvinist. Um, and so, so yeah, it was my dad teaching us. I remember what specifically like kind of had me come to the end of my rope, uh, was when my dad posed the question that if Jesus didn't have if Jesus didn't know who he was dying for, particularly, then his, I guess it's not a question, but it's more of a statement, then his suffering was wasted in some form. Like if, if there is no elect of God, if it's just an open call to anyone who can be saved, then Jesus' blood was insufficient. Mm-hmm. And why would God punish someone for sins and then punish someone else for those sins on top of that. Mm-hmm. That would be unjust of God to do that. And that 
was the kind of statement question, whatever that I had no answer for that. I had to be like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) There are these elective God. God certainly knows who he's going to save. And that was, you know, this, the L in tulip, the Mm -hmm. limited atonement, Mm -hmm. right? The atonement of Jesus had to be for a specific people. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was the linchpin of, of my, um, Coming to the tenets of Calvinism and I guess, you know, for better, lack of a better term, reform theology. Yeah. And so ever since then, I mean, I've accepted, you know, obviously I've studied it and accepted it and just come to see that like there is no, that, that I, I do believe that Calvinism is what scripture teaches. Right. That it's not something that was put together systematically outside of scripture, Mm -hmm. but it's like how you harmonize the scriptures is what uh, Calvinism reform theology teaches. Right. Um, yeah, that's how I came to it. How about you? Um, well, we were going through, um, what is it called? The Golden Book? Mm. Mm-hmm. One summer? By Calvin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it over a summer? Anyways. Was it like the little golden book on the Christian life? I Something think? like Something that. Like that. Um, short book but yeah super deep yeah oh my goodness yeah and we so over a summer your dad let us study through that um and i i attended and that's pretty much like i don't i don't remember like a specific question or a statement but like i just remember what he was teaching was just like yeah like that that makes sense. Like, I com- <laughs> I completely see that in scripture, like yeah. that these line up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, and and before that, like I hadn't really studied Calvinism or Arminianism. I had no idea that there were even different theologies mm-hmm. or whatever. Had didn't know anything about theology really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. That, that's funny. In the youth group, I remember um, we did spend a couple Sundays, maybe it was just one Sunday, but I think it was a couple, um, taking a look at the differences between Calvinism and Arminianism, or at least looking at the five points. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming to a consensus as a class of like, these we agree with and these we disagree with. I don't remember in the particular what they were. I'm sure limited atonement we didn't agree with. Right. Um, but it was kind of like a mix of both. Mm-hmm. So. So it wasn't, I say, I say anti-Calvinist, forgive me. I didn't mean that the church thought that all Calvinism was bad, just that five Well, the youth Calvinism. pastor was definitely more open to it than yes. the pastor was. Yes, there you go. There you go. And in little churches like that, uh, you may have been a part of one, what the head pastor says goes. Yeah, it's um, kind of a dictatorship. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, love the church, learned a lot there. Please, uh please don't hear that as slander. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my journey with Calvinism. So cool. That's fun. Uh, well, if you have any thoughts on Calvinism, on who we are, <laughs> on, or you uh, want to tell Josh how dumb he was as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feel free to do that. I'll, I'll get like a cavalcade of, of, uh, ats on Twitter or, <laughs> Or as emails. Um, so our at mm-hmm. on Twitter is at so underscore talk to me. Or if you just have any questions about our personal lives or yeah. like 
Apparently, we're an open book. Apparently, because yeah. Because we just talked about if it. If you have any questions about our testimonies, you want to know more details, mm-hmm. feel free to shoot us an email. Yep. And our email address is so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. There you go. So you can, uh, or if you forget any of that, it's in the, it's in the show notes. You can hit us up there. Um, obviously, we're on Facebook as well if you want to go that route. But Yep. Fun times. Um, any recos? Um, so I guess not necessarily. You okay. know, we were listening to some good music yesterday, and I was trying to mm, yes. rack my brain of like what music I wanted to recommend. But I'm pretty sure I've already recommended TTNG. Um, I just like them a lot. <clears throat> um, so do do you have any recommendations? Um, just if there are any expectant mothers listening, um. Or you have children, women. I'm talking to women. Mm-hmm. Um, so mothers. Yes. If you are a mother, I'm a part of an awesome Facebook group called Blessed Bumps. You should look it up because it's awesome. It's probably my favorite Facebook group that I'm part of. Right? Oh, dang. Yeah. That's intense. <laughs> have there been any like construction workers who've tried to join? Why construction? Like why, why did Bumps you put that title? Okay. No, there haven't, Joshua. Oh, okay. Not that I know of anyways. Okay. Gotcha. I'm not an admin though, so I don't know. Ah. You're not privy to that information. No. I'm sure I'm sure there have been. Uh so Wow. <laughs> that was bad. Okay. Uh <laughs> no, the the only recommendation that I can think of is just as we were talking, um I think it would be good to you know, this whole podcast is about talking, right? So talk to me. Hey. Talk to you, talk to your friends, talk to your spouse. Um, go talk to someone and ask them about their testimony. Ask them about um, just some important times in their life. You know, we t- we talked about our testimony. We talked about how we got together. So mm-hmm. if it's a married couple, have some good conversations with your friends. Yeah. Uh, when we went over Not to our friend's house. Talk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When we went over to our uh, our friend's house on Friday night, I had just some really good catching up conversation with my friend who I hadn't seen in a while. Um, which is a shame, but, but we were able to have some good conversation over a cigar. Um, that was just super cool to be able to talk like that again, talk about our pick up where you left off. Yeah. Yeah. And talks about, talk about our, our hopes and aspirations for the future and our, you know, just our, uh, being dads Mm -hmm. and how to navigate those waters. And it was, it was great. And then yesterday, um, when we were hanging out with our friends in our small group, just talking about, you know, how God has blessed them mm-hmm. and what they're seeing in their lives recently. It's just super cool. Yeah. So have those types of conversations is my recommendation. And I think fodder for that, for your Christian friends, ask how, how ask about their testimony. Yeah. You know, how God saved them. Um, for married couples, ask about how y'all met each other. Mm-hmm. What's y'all, what's your story? Everyone loves talking about that. Yeah. Even, even if it's super freaking embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, and you would not want that kid to marry your daughter. <laughs> uh, but I guess it's working out, right? Mm. I think so. By God's grace, because mm. we're Calvinists. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess until next week, till episode 48. We'll, uh, Dang, we're almost to 50, almost babe. Almost to 50, almost doing it a year. It's crazy. It is insane. We should do something special for our 50th. Hmm. Hmm. I don't have anything in mind right now, but. Let us know, because I don't know either. We'll talk. 
All right. Till next time. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, okay. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) 